they should have an app or like a social media where you have posted pics. I know it's kind of like Instagram now. Or you should just check her Instagram. What are her posted pics and what are her tagged pics? And if they both look, you know, they're driving, great. But if you her posted Ooh. pics are great angles, you know, perfect flawless skin. Like you check her pics. name and it's a percentage. Yeah. Like 97% of it's like she she pre, she matches up well. Or her number comes back 47%. This is a lot of filters, sir. Mm-hmm. Watch mm-hmm. out. Like there's a rating that you can rate the, mm. the posted pics and then you can rate the tag pics. And if those don't line up, you're tossed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you call the app. You tossed. You tossed. <laughs> I'm in love with the girl. She's an artist. Never here, but I know where her heart is. Do a thing, but she don't shave her armpits. Every time she goes here, she goes in the artist. I'm in love with a girl. She an artist. Never here, but I know where her heart is. Do a thing, but she don't shave her armpits. Every time she goes here, she goes in the hardest. What? Sweet little Gemini. Gemini I'ma keep it on a friendly side When you meet her, you can see the vibe Tatted in a t-shirt Messy bun to free of mine Free as she wanna be She's a keeper with no keeper moving naturally She be late in the be acting like she mad at me She show up where she show up She was watching Oprah She's a go-getter I'm a go-getter Hoping she don't know better No she wants no letters, yeah, she's visual, so you gotta show effort, that's on me, that's alright, I'ma show up to a show first night, tell her what I think, tell her what I like, ask about her colors, looking warm in the light, the light, yeah, don't know what she's saying, but I still dig it in anyhow, it's rushing, she gushing like she be rushing to empty out, short on her money, but she still wanting to let it out, I told her to save it, and she be major offending now, feeling yourself and you feeling like giving advice, yeah, yeah, I do what I want, I like you, I don't trip on the price Yeah, <laughs> didn't she spend a few racks on the Mac and the mic? Yeah, yeah, I spent all your money and only got 17 likes Boy, I'm living my life Couple places where you can't go She can hear you like Van Gogh But there's nothing she can handle So be careful with them hands, bro Before, do you have anything? Should I be Googling before? Um... There's a lot of shit going on. A lot in the news. No, nothing in particular. Start it off. Welcome to episode 138 of the Relatables podcast. I'm your host, Dean. I'm your host, Zach, and we're the Relatables. How we doing, guys? Ooh, coming off another turbulent, turbulent news cycle. Hmm. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start celebrity? Do you want to start natural disaster? Do you want to start shootings? Which one do you want, sir? Uh, let's do natural disaster. Oh, since you're in the heart of it, you're about to get hit by uh, Hurricane Dorian. Yeah. How does that which, make you uh, feel? Uh, I feel like I always get nervous no matter what. I feel like people are downplaying it. They always like say it's not going to get hit as bad, but as soon as the videos start coming in, like, regardless of where you're getting hit, I feel like it's it's not good. Yeah. It's pounding the Bahamas right now. Right, yeah. I'm starting to see all those Bahamas videos, and it's like, yo, this is still a storm, regardless. Yeah. Little Duval is keeping me in on the Bahamas video loop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been a voice of the hurricane. Uh, <laughs> this For hurricane the Dorian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, this shit is, it's fucking no joke. The nice thing about hurricanes, you do get a pretty fair warning that they're coming, but you cannot fucking escape it, man. It is oh, well, yeah. it's tough. Sitting like It's going to hit off the coast of Jacksonville. It's not going to hit Florida. That's good. Dire- uh, directly. Directly. Yeah, directly. But I mean, they're still preparing for, for the flooding and gas stations are still hectic and it still feels like ghost towny from people either gone or trying to board up already. Yeah, you know why hurricanes are like really heavily reported? It's because it can affect rich people too. You know, Ooh, like you don't really hear a lot about tornadoes all. unless like a church gets hit or like it's a really bad tornado. They usually because like, rich people, people don't live in the Midwest, or they just don't live in Tornado Alley. You know, what I mean, they have houses down in Florida and the Bahamas, and they're like, "Fuck, we mm. need like aid right now. We need um, a uh, national emergency." Right now. Unless it hits a, a, a prominent high school. Mm. <laughs> or a church. Like, if it hits Alabama, no one really gives a shit, you know? Yeah, but what about earthquakes? Yeah, they they affect rich people in California with all the big-ass houses in the hills. And what, What's another one? What's another disaster? Uh, tsunamis? Tsunamis? Non-whites, you know? <laughs> non, Non-Americans, actually. There's, there hasn't been really... Has there been, like, a, an American tsunami? No. No. Yeah. But I guess we did hear a lot I mean, about it. So that theory's out yeah, the window. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what other... That's all you really get. Earthquakes, Monsoons. You don't hear shit about monsoons. What's that? Like a tornado or, like, a hurricane south of it's the It's a hurricane light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then typhoons are hurricanes spinning the other way. So. I mean, that's just un- unnatural. Yeah. Ugh. It's ungodly. Ungodly. Um, so I yeah, mean, but if it. you did, if you could if you could pick between all natural disasters, a hurricane's not bad. Right. Or a yeah, volcano. You can, you can volcano. batter down the hatches. A volcano? What the fuck? No. Yeah, but I mean, unless you're There's getting no... hit directly by the like lava, like I feel like. Yeah. So it doesn't affect you. Got you got some time. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna affect you though. Like, there's fucking. I don't know. Like. I don't know. It's still a volcano, dude. It's like an earthquake and a fucking storm. I would and never le- live near where there's a volcano. If I can look out my window and I can see a volcano, too close. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what if that Way property value is just right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you can't sell that. I mean, you can't, uh, un- I mean that's what they did in Hawaii. That's, uh, they sold the dream. <clears throat> yeah, and you see all that footage from Hawaii, people freaking out. Yeah, they had that nuclear it. freak out out there, which must have been scary as shit. Oh yeah, that, where the uh, the employee sent out the wrong message. Yeah, like they all got that like, system. Yeah, test message. That must have been fucking scary. It said, "This is not a drill. There is a nuclear warhead coming this way." Yeah. Crazy. Imagine like justifying that text to your ex, and be like, "Yeah, but we thought, you know what I mean?" Ooh. Like, you're at work, and, like, you and one of your coworkers are like, that's it. Let's just do it right now. We've always wanted to. You know, the last like three years. Creep, how many creeps got project. off that day? <laughs> 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 Had to show up the oh, next yeah. day at work. Ah. <laughs> oh. And you grab some lady's tit because you thought it was the end. You're like, I got to grab a titty. And or, then, like, the announcement right, like, three minutes later where you, like, walk back in their office because everybody got the same message. Like, hey, false alarm. <laughs> they just look ashamed. 
<laughs> just tuck in your pants. <laughs> or your shirt sh- into your pants. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just shame. Well, yeah, that could have changed the course well, of so many people's lives. Just what if like people were born because of that incident, you know? Like, the lady's like, fuck it, yeah, I guess we'll have sex with you. Like, yeah, we can ride all ju- just this time. I mean, if the world's going to end, then f- fine. Blast away. If and we're about then, to get blasted away, you can for bro. sure blast away inside me. Yeah, call call our son Blast Always. <laughs> the coldest in the game. <laughs> Have you seen that? Ooh, I saw that. I did see What's that. What's his full name? What to ever do it? To oh, ever yeah. do it. The coldest to ever do it, Crawford. Uh, fuck yeah. That's rough. I love it. Why not? Get <laughs> fuck yeah. I've like I at the zipline job. Like, there's so many white kids that come through, and they all have the same name, like Elijah. You know, fucking Anthony. Yeah, you know what that limits? The amount of people who can make fun of you. You know, if you all have the same name, everyone's safe. Yeah, but if you're the coldest to ever do it, don't you want people to know that? <laughs> like, right up front? They'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> right up front? Waste no time? Imagine you in middle school. You're not going to pick on that kid, you know? If his name was like... Zeke, I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah, it's almost like he Robinson. eight miles you. Like he yeah. he beat you to the punch. Yeah. <laughs> like even to make fun of him, you have to call him the coldest. <laughs> even to get me to turn around, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like about to get you're about like to even to, to fight call with me a bitch. Yeah, you're like about to fight someone at a bar, and you have to call him Alpha, the Alpha. You know. <laughs> Brock the Alpha Johnson. Uh. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock, the Alpha Johnson. <laughs> By that time, you just said to me, But oh, uh, what, what the. What? I mean, just out of the fountain spirit. Excuse but me? uh, what the fuck you been up to this past week? Um, my sister came into town, which is awesome. I Finally. saw. I, I saw. I got to see some family, hang out, have some camaraderie. Just catch up on old times. How was that? How's she doing? It was great. She's great. You know, we just, I've been drinking for like the past two days straight, so I'm trying to detox today. It's been rough on your what boy. Was, what was the most poignant advice that she uh, she gave you? Oh, we actually got relatable advice. Um, one of her friends came. Mm-hmm. She listens to the podcast. Um, and we got some, we got torn down a little bit, but it was all torn in good nature. Down, not torn not down. Not built up. Like, but it was just, you know, some pointers, some some stuff that maybe people who are like early listeners, you know, they don't really know us, you know, some some stuff that I'll take to heart. We'll go over it after. We don't have to go through right now. Why why does she? Does I feel like she broke you. No. Why do I feel like she broke you? It was great because I actually wanted to hear someone be honest instead of just be like, oh, cool, it's a cool thing you do, and you know they like they just listen here and there, like they listen to the intro one time, like texted you about it and. I don't know, man. It's just cool to get honesty nowadays. Unabashed honesty. Don't you want that? Okay. Unabashed. I mean, no, no. We 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 definitely want that. Yeah. Um, but we don't need spite. Oh, it wasn't spiteful. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Okay. As long as it was still, constructive. Still gave us, you know, a five star rating. Let us let me know. So. You guys do that too. Um, go, okay. go, go, rate, go, like on our Instagram page, the Relatables Podcast. We're we're nearing a milestone in followers, so I want I want to get that up there pretty soon. 
And, uh, yeah, dude. Yes. You got to take those shots every now and then. Uh, it hurts a little bit, but you can't, like, shy away from it, you know? Yeah. As uh, as, as Justin Eck would say, you got to figure out how to patch your armor, you know? You got to find out where the chinks are. That way you can patch those spots up. Well, that's a good segue into relatable recommendations. I sent Dean a little uh, mm. tidbit of an interview that I listened to, Anthony and Jeselnik on your mom's it was, podcast. It's great, right? It was good. Yeah. It was real He's good. He's a smart guy. Took a little while to get into it, but it was very good. Yeah. Well, you need the character building. You need to know who he is and his, yeah. But um, do you have any relatable yeah, recommendations? I never, oh, fuck yeah. Um, that one for sure. I sent you that. Uh, let's talk about sets. I haven't listened to too many other ones of those, but that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, fuck, I forget those guys' names, but that's a decent podcast. Um, have you heard of the Boys on Amazon? The, the move. Oh no, I thought you were talking about the uh, the Good Boys. But no, no. What, is, what is the Boys? The Boys is a TV show on Amazon. Hmm. Very good. Very good. What's it about? It's basically about the the human nature of superheroes, is what I can say. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's like the dark side. I wouldn't say the eh, kind of like sort of the, like the dark side of superheroes. Like they're not they're normal people. I'd say combine, um, uh, the Avengers with a Hancock. Uh, fuck. Like you know, Hancock. Kind of. Like the Avengers with dude. Hancock, with um, fuck. What would you say? Um, how would you say? What was that show with Maria Pope or Olivia Pope? I have no uh, idea. Fucking. I don't really shit. know superhero no, shit. I've never been a superhero guy. I'm just. I get up on the hype, and then I'll watch. You know, a couple Spider Man. It's like kind of politic. <laughs> It's like kind of political, kind of not, but I don't. It's a good show. It's it made it to the re- re- relatable recommendation. It, it's it surprised the fuck out of me. And if you can watch the first episode, the first five minutes of the first episode without watching, more power to you. Scandal. That's all it took You're talking about scandal. Cooked. Scandal. That's what it is. Okay. It was a mix between Scandal and the Avengers okay. and Hancock. All right. And that's who Olivia Pope is. I just Googled her. Cool. Yes. Mm. Very nice, dude. But, dude, that's a good show. That's a good show. Um, also, People Just Do Nothing. People. I'm writing this down. Have you seen that on Netflix? No. It's it sounds kind of like familiar. Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, it's kind of like Trailer Park Boys-esque, mockumentary-esque, um... But it's about like these UK London dudes who run this radio pirate station or pirate radio station. I've seen a couple episodes of that. And, uh, yeah, it. yeah, it's pretty funny. I fucks with that shit too. Hell yeah. Dude, The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. It's got Dana McBride, the guy from uh, Eastbound and Down. It is so fucking good. The Righteous Gemstones. Like, it's kind of chintzy, like the storyline, but like, it's well shot. And it's funny, like it has ups and downs and in betweens. Oh, I do. Okay, yeah, I do know what you're yeah. talking about. I haven't seen it, but I do know what you're talking about. It's about one of those big televangelists. Okay. How do you say that? Televangelist families. Televangelist. Yeah, yeah they mm-hmm. have like a whole bunch of money, and then uh, Dan McBride gets blackmailed, and it's just it's a good time. It's a riot. 
It's right. And then okay. Six and Stones, obviously. Dave Chappelle. New special. Oh, fuck. Just came oh, out. Oh, man. Amazing. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I didn't think he could top himself. There's no wrong. It's you his know? best since Killing Them Softly. Like, the other two were great, but not as good as Killing Them Softly. Like, not as a... Uh, no. He changed styles. Poignant. Yeah. Every bit was pretty bangerific. But after after I listened to uh, All About Sets, their breakdown of openers, I liked Dave Chappelle's opener even more. I forgot his opener. I've only seen it once. I want to go back that and watch it. That was Anthony Bourdain. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his lawyer friend. Right. <laughs> which is just, is just so good. So good. Tells you so much you need to know. It's great. He's a genius. What can we say? You know. You know he's been doing stand-up since he was 14? That's yeah. Insane. I thought he was 17. Yeah, it's tough. Doesn't that make you feel bad? Ooh. A little bit. But then again, like, he he did it, like, the hard way. You know, we're going to do it the easy way, and it, it, I don't need that. You know what I mean? How? What, what do you – how would you – He did – he did it – he did it manually – Back when you had to like write papers on a typewriter, but I got to write like twice as I can get to write twice as many papers on a laptop. So like, he just did it differently. No, you know I, mean? I get what you're saying, but even so, everyone else has laptops now too. You know, like the. Yeah, I know, but you don't have to start at 14 with a typewriter anymore. You can start at 27. With a laptop. Yeah. I do think there's something to be said to gaining life experience as a normal person and then trying to relate to people later on. You know what I mean? With stand-up. Because no matter what he does. An entertainment point of view. Right. No matter what he does, he's been in show business since he was that age. Like, he, do, he does have a skewed and altered perception of the world and how we perceive things. You know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still pretty down to earth, yeah. obviously, but. I mean, for Aren't what they we all, know. You know, don't they have to appeal to us? Right, right. They pandered to us. Like, the jumpsuit was very, like, come on, Dave. That was in the second part that you can only watch, right, if you stick through it all? Or am I misremembering? Did you see the second part that wasn't even, like, it's not an option. You just have to watch the whole special and wait for the The credits. The epilogue, the question and answer. Yeah. That was cool. A little Easter egg. It was good. It 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 was just good, though. It was... I mean, I keep going back to that one, that one all about sets thing, but I like how they break it down. It made me like rewatch it in a different way, and making me like that on top of the Anthony Justinek thing is making me more analytical and more appreciative of those kind of people. Yeah, the uh, all about sets thing. That's the uh, the Drew Morgan, the well read guys. They were talking about yes, how those the guys. Yeah, they they've been to the comedy zone. Mm-hmm. They're pretty fucking cool. Yeah. yeah, and I like how he picked Maria Bamford as, like, someone to do because it just, I don't know, she's so a wild. Basically, instead of instead of me keeping reference to the thing, basically he goes through, like, Maria Bamford's opening set or opening joke for one of her sets back in the day and just explains, like, why an, import, an opener is important and, like, how dense her opener was and, like, how much it said about her and how much it said about, like, what you're about to hear from the aspect of like, if you already knew who she was, you were going to get an idea. If you didn't know who she was, you kind of got an idea of who she was. Yeah. She gets into like what kind of person. I don't know. It's just, it was really good. It was like a good just her economy down. of words and what the words said in such little time. 
was amazing. Right. You could tell, like, she was awkward. You could tell she does mixed direction. You could tell she does impressions. You can tell she, she has, has a weird problems thing with her, with her mom. mom. Yep, yep. Dude, yeah. we listen, dude, we listen to the same thing. Stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy, bro. Well, you brazy. But yeah, so now I'm now I'm working on like a, a opener with purpose. Now that I know what an opener is for, there is something to be said though for just being funny, like not overthinking it. Like if something's funny and it works, like you don't have to break it down and it say you know everything about your childhood and what you're trying to say in the whole you know first sentence of your set. So I mean, yeah, but I've been trying to piece together like a like a comedy bible f- from all of these things now. I like all these outlets, and I feel like the one I got from from Neil is it's gotta work ninety five percent of the time. Mm. And there's something to be said about a formula, even if a lot of it is natural, mystic juju. The formula is tried and true. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're uh, that's what I'm trying to get. Like some some things. Huh. Keep going, my bad. I was gonna say like he was just talking about like I don't know, just jokes that work and like they even have like a shorter tolerance, but they've been they have like a way but better vetting process, but like they only do stuff like three or four times and if it doesn't kill like they think it should, then it's it's scrapped. Whereas like I'm still holding on to stuff and try to refine it, but like if it's not up there where it can work ninety five percent of the time and it does need to be in there. And I'm yeah. trying to get to that standard of of funny. Just getting rid of it. Not trying to just have filler in there that doesn't ever work, but you, you need it in there to fill this, you know, set or this five to seven minutes. You see a lot of that. Yeah. It's that balance of, like, I know there's something funny here, but, like, this just isn't funny right now. Like, or if you're not changing anything about it. I this because I think it's funny. Yeah, you're not changing anything about it. You're not changing the inflection of it. Like, you're keeping it in the same part of your set. Like, you're not starting with it or, like, putting it at the end of your thought. Yeah. Why why keep doing it? Yeah. It's the definition of insanity. It's doing that. Yep, insanity. Um, insanity. <laughs> I don't think that's how people say <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that that's been fucking, that's been kind of dope. So been thinking about things in a different way. Uh, hopefully can try some shit tonight and go into the the work week strong. Have you been still crushing it up there? Nope, not at all, not at all, sir. Been going up that sparsely. Is, that's that's not how we do it. It's all right. I'm doing it the way I'm gonna do it. I've been writing. I've been being funny. I've been uh. I've been, I've been, I've been doing it, dude. I've been, I have some, I have some notes that I want to go over. It was kind of like, we kind of just sped through it with the, um, the, uh, the opener thing, but I want you to chomp on this. Comedy is subjective, but okay. someone can objectively tell you why something isn't or wasn't funny. True. That's true. How is that? That's true. How is that? Um, isn't that weird? Bec- oh, it is weird, but it's because comedy is untangible, but has to be quantified in a tangible place. Even that's a that's a deep answer too. Like it's it's not there's nothing inherently 
funny or not funny about it. Like that's the subjective part of it. But like to talk about it, you have to, you have to have something to talk about. You got to nail it down to something. Yeah. So it's just a hot thought That's your past experience. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. All right, next hot take. Um, hold on, I'm trying to go through my notes right now. What you got, man? I I, I need you. I need some. I need, I need some kindling to light this fire. Well, this was this fire this hasn't was really part started. Of what I was gonna ask you next? Yeah. Because I was gonna be like those topics that I gave you. Did you do anything with it? But it sounds like this is what you did. Yeah. Oh no, no. You got so I was gonna let you flow. Nah, um, you gave me some like weird topics. I just wanted one. <laughs> They gave me a whole bunch. Yeah, but I didn't know, like, you have just before a topic out of the, the eons of topics. <coughs> so guys, I gave you a plethora to choose. Guys, I know we're 23 minutes into this podcast, but it's about to start. We're we're getting warmed up. <laughs> we're almost here. We're almost primed. This is when you turn the shower on, and then you end up doing something else, and like, oh, shit, the shower water is probably cold. Yeah. That's where we're about right now. You were pooping on the on the. <laughs> and on you're about the to hop in the shower <laughs> with your phone. Your this legs is where are you. Getting. Yeah, you go to the bathroom and then you accidentally flush. Like fuck, I didn't mean to flush. Now the water's cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we're there, man. See, we're riffing now. This is where the podcast should be. We shouldn't be talking about things we know because we don't know very much. We're idiots. You know what we need to do? <laughs> Create our own world. Riff on that world. That's relatable. That's who we are. Boom. And then we throw we throw in little That's not you know relatable at all. No, we throw in <laughs> no it is because it's us being our unabashed selves. We're not trying to be like this authority or this like this like hotbed for what you should go to as far as like content. You know what I mean? Like relatable recommendations cool, but they should come up organically. What are we doing, man? Hmm. What what are we doing, you know? Dude, are we are we doing what they want us to do or are we doing what we want them to do? What? You mean, are we doing exactly. what we want to do? How many people are really no, doing what they want to do? No, we doing what... Dude, you know how I talk? Then you talk, and then I talk, and then you talk, and then I talk, and then you do that again. You know? You ever hey, done that? Here's the thing about that. It doesn't work so well when that's what you're trying to do in the first place. You know what I mean? You don't just all of a sudden get bad at it. Get bad at what? What are you talking about? That, that timing dynamic. Mm, mm. You know what it is hard, though? It's hard talking on the phone, not face-to-face in front of someone, because you can't see when they're about to, like, breathe in to say a word. I mean, there's not, like, that subtle thing. <laughs> Am I wrong? You can't do the thing where, like, you can tell they're about to say something, so you say, like, an extra sentence to see if they'll take another breath or mm. if they'll just, like, close their mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, you're about to say something. I was just going to finish up with saying one more sentence just in case. Oh, what are you just going to say? And then <laughs> you just see what they pick up. Vegan meat. Burgers <laughs> everywhere. KFC. Science. Burger King. What do you feel about these? Ooh, uh, the new- I have a theory. I have a, th- I have a theory before we get into vegan meat. Okay. I think that Chick-fil-A was behind Popeye's this entire time. Because they created oh. such a vacuum that I got a Chick-fil-A sandwich just because I was craving a chicken sandwich. Whoa. And yeah. I feel like they just made that bubble just to, like, just to revamp, like, 
that passion. You know what I mean? Just for the for the vacuum space afterward. I feel like everybody got helped. Like Zaxby's got a little boost. Wendy's got a little boost. Like people just wanted chicken sandwiches. Mm. Chicken sandwich frenzy. And they're not going to have chicken sandwiches at Popeye's until October. So by that time, the hype will go down. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then the, the other people have already capitalized. It's almost like the other chicken like made a, like a little pact. And like, yo, if we throw Popeye's underneath the bus. But like, it's like taking the ugly girl to prom. Like, yo, if we take Popeye's to prom this year, it'll look good on us. Everybody will get a good laugh. And then when she goes home crying, we'll get to fuck everybody. Right. And we'll throw and eggs that's on what her. happened. Yeah. We'll just... And we'll still make the memes about how shitty Popeyes is, even though their chicken sandwich was pretty damn good. Yeah, Andy, like you see like videos of all the fights and then the Popeyes workers quitting. Like that's like just good press for Chick Fil A, and all these other chicken. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like they're they're just they're suck they're sapping on it. They knew it was unsustainable, so they were just waiting in the in the curtains. And then right after you get like, damn, I really want a chicken sandwich. I would have waited in line for one. Then all of a sudden, Chick Fil A's open. And you're like, well, like I always ate Chick Fil A sandwiches. Like, of course I'm gonna get Chick Fil A sandwich. Yeah, Chick Fil A was like crawling back. Yeah, they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, you guys go over there, go see how it is over there. You know, go see how good that pussy is. And then you hit it once. <laughs> it was trash. Chick Fil A's like your your ex who's a Christian and still believes she can save you. <laughs> they know you're gonna stray away, but they'll forgive yeah. you later. <laughs> stray away from the light. Yeah, you wore a hijab for a day or but two, you'll... but you'll be on your knees. <laughs> you know? Come back to oh, the Lord. Yeah, you question the faith. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this vegan meat shit, too good. Though, before. Yeah, vegan talking? meat. What are we talking about? I feel like it's just a way for like them just to pump us with more chemicals. Like you, you take away the meat aspect, like the... Like, because there's, like, a threshold that you have to have. Like, you have to have a certain amount of meat in your burger. You know what I mean? If they just have, like, meatless burgers, they, they can put whatever they want. They can put whatever they want as long as it's not meat. Right. They can feed you trash. I feel like that's where we're heading. Mm. Like, just meat replacements, you know? Mm. Like, why not just not eat meat? Like, you don't have to have a meat replacement. Just eat vegetables. I've never gotten that about, like, like, uh, like I get tofu. Uh, like, why do they, why do it's like, why do you still want meat? You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you're going like, to be a lesbian, just be a lesbian. Don't yeah. ask for dicks anymore. Uh-huh. Like fake bacon? <laughs> just like uh-huh. that. <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I that, that. that is weird. Like, why do you want, like, chicken-flavored vegan things? Yeah. Like, you're a vegan. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is because they're... I mean, is there... You think there's just this as much like pesticides and bad shit in vegan food as it is in normal food though? Oh yeah. Or is it all organic? Because it's still processed. The way to go vegan and the way to go vegetarian is just to eat plants and vegetables. And if you, if you want to throw in fish in there, like be a pescatarian, that's it. Because like, that's the whole point of the diet is to eat healthy fiberful foods. It's not to eat foods that used to look like meat. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get any of the nutritional benefits of being a vegan if you just eat processed Right, imitation food. foods. Yeah, imitate. That's, that's the word I was getting. Or I lost. But, yeah. Okay. I don't get it. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's just humans doing too much. You you just got to eat what you eat. You can't start calling it other shit. Right. If you're going to eat plants, eat plants. If you're going to eat meat, eat meat, but don't have kale-flavored burgers, you know? Just like you shouldn't have chicken-flavored tofu or whatever the opposite of that is. Yeah. I don't know, man. Have you ever considered going vegan? But I was thinking. Or vegetarian or anything ever? No. No, not even once. I just, yeah, not not even close. Um, I mean, I'll eat healthy, but I never considered it being vegan or or something like that. I just feel like I don't know those kind of life. I don't know. Maybe maybe it does seem. It just seems like a very place of privilege. Privilege kind of diet to have like if you're hungry you'll eat anything so i feel like the fact that you would limit yourself to just vegetables is like you have to have the privilege of just eating vegetables yeah but the thing is i do eat less cow now that i know that cows really kind of they kind of fuck up the environment and it's not good for you to eat a lot of beef the ground beef and shit like i do stay away from shit like but there's balance to everything you can have a burger once a week or you know once every two weeks just don't make that your your diet, you know? People just got away from balance. And they they think you have to go all one way or all the other way when, like, everything just, you got to eat greens maybe once a day, twice, you know, once every other day. You got to, like, get some, some what are, like, orange shit on you. Like, you got to get carrots or, <laughs> no, like, you need, you need carotene. Did you say a color? <laughs> <laughs> no, you need, like, carotene. You need vitamin A and C. Like, your body needs these things. I feel like my body starts for shit like that sometimes. Like, I know I need to eat some broccoli or I know I need to eat some, like, some carrots, you know? Like, I just feel like people ignore those signs. I mean, there's probably some people who have, that's why I feel like some people just aren't with it, you know? They, They couldn't run a mile if they had to. They drink sodas like it's water. They, they're not down for carrots or broccoli they'd rather have chips like but they're still they still live to be 75 years old True, you know that is weird so i mean it's the human body's so different like you can be like the healthiest person and only live to 73 and do all the opposite things of that like the human body just adapts in the weirdest way like in a good way and in a bad way because like you can still survive off that diet but you can also probably do better for yourself as well. But, like, is doing better for yourself a waste of time if you can still survive off that diet? But it's not just surviving. It's the quality of life, too. Like, you can feel like shit every day and live to be 100, but you still feel like shit every day. I'd rather feel great every day. What if there was a science that, like, did the science and it was like, yeah, you might seem, like, fitter as a younger person, but we did the science, we ran the numbers, like, the amount of joy you get from those, those cheat meals really pays off in the end. You know mm. what I mean? Maybe cutting five years off your life, but the satisfaction you get from every one of those little bites yeah. is worth it. We ran the numbers. Like you still have the Would same you... amount of happiness at the end of your life in this jar as opposed to this this other right. life that you lived. There's still the same amount of happiness. Yeah. Like just just because you walked a little bit further at seventy two and you saved yourself a few Taco Tuesdays or that person who had those Taco Tuesdays and walked just fine at seventy and you know, just you know, didn't need those extra ones. Yeah, but 
go with this logic though too. You walk around, you're at a, you're, you're at like a hiking trail, and you find you meet the hottest girl there because she's a hiker, and she has a great body. You have sex with her, or you go to Taco Tuesday, meet the girl who is making the tacos, fall in love with her. <laughs> which is better. <laughs> It's all choices, man. Making the tacos. <laughs> they lead you down different paths, <laughs> you know? That is true. That is that's very true. Um, ah, Dude, that's yeah, what I'm starting tough. to notice. That's tough. Yeah, I'm starting to get that with, like, you've talked about it before. Like, you know your worth because of who you match with on Instagram or um, Tinder. Like, I'm, like, back mm-hmm. on and off that shit. And, like, I'm, like, I... I know these girls are hot, and I know the girls I'm matching with, like, they're okay. But, like, I want to maybe come back, upgrade myself, and see if I can match with these hot girls. So is that bad? I feel like, like a lot of – no, it's definitely good, but I feel like a lot of that stuff now is, is good PR. Oh, yeah. You know, now you know how – you got to know how to finesse it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's like it's like being a, a good face in Hollywood. Like, you got – you need an agent. You need, you need more. Right. You know, everybody's a good looking guy nowadays. Now you need the right caption, the right photo order, the, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. subtly let her know that you're, you're reckless, but you're also stable. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, that you'll take her on a spontaneous night, but you'll also pay. You know what I mean? She needs to know both of those things in an mm-hmm. instant. Yeah. There is that balance that people want. Like they want you to have tats, but they also want you to have a stable income and be a homeowner. You know what I mean? Like they, I don't know. <laughs> they just want like two different they things. They also, like. yeah, they, they want, people want, here's the thing. As soon as television and mass media came out, people have to fill the gap between the next time they see something. So now like when they see a picture of something, that's what it is in their mind. Like, when you see Brad Pitt, you think badass because, like, the last time I saw Brad Pitt, he was acting like a badass. Like, you see the, like, hot girl, like, that's what she is. Like, in between the time where I see her next, that's all she is. So, like, when you give this image and it's like, hey, this guy looks like a bitch, like, that's the image that, like, is so much stronger and poignant because people's imagination runs with it because that's all you have out there. Right. That being said. When it comes. Yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry. I was going to say like that when it comes to like Tinder profiles and stuff like that, you get a few shots, whether it's like this, this girl tried too hard. This girl's taking a picture of all of her friends. She's using that angle and this bio suck. Like you, that's boom, boom, boom. And you've got to swipe left. Yeah. Well, or you're like, damn, this girl's friends are hot. I don't know which one is her. You get the second picture. Damn, that one is, that was her. She was kind of cute. Oh, shit. She has, like, you know what I mean? It can get better or worse. They should have an app or, like, a social media where you have posted pics. I know it's kind of like Instagram now. Or you should just check her Instagram. What are her posted pics and what are her tagged pics? And if they both look, you know, they're driving, great. But if her posted pics are great angles, you know, perfect flawless skin. Like you check her name and it's a percentage. Yeah. Like 97% of it's, like, she, she she matches up well. Or... Her number comes back 47%. This is a lot of filters, sir. Mm-hmm. Watch mm-hmm. out. Like, there's a rating that you can rate the, mm. the posted picks and then you can rate the tag picks. And if those don't line up, you're tossed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you call the app. You're tossed. You're tossed. <laughs> <laughs> you're tossed. <laughs> you're tossed. <laughs>
just call it toss. Why apostrophe T O S S E D? It would just be a whole bunch of dudes. It would be a whole bunch of dudes. That's not like a girl friendly app. They have to make these apps for girls. You know that, right? So let's stay on there. So dudes will come on. And there. the girls and the guys will come. Yeah, yeah, the guys will follow. It's like having ladies' night at a club. Like you, you just let all the women drink for free. The guys what? will pay twenty dollars for a drink. You know. I feel like that should be like a a, a a sketch, like a comedy sketch, like guys' night at the bar. How like <laughs> ridiculous that would be. You just actually turn all like girls showing up and be like, I heard all the all the wild and cute guys are like at the bar tonight. It's guys' night, and they're gonna be <laughs> drunk like, as fuck. I can't wait. You just go into madness. <laughs> You're just fighting. All the fucking wild alpha males are gonna be out. You walk in and it's just like ten octagons inside the club. <laughs> <laughs> just shotgunning beers race free beer till 10 o'clock fellas make sure you get your pictures <laughs> there's an axe throwing game that's like gone into disarray because everyone just has an axe yeah. it's like we're basically stealing beer at this point guys like how are you not drinking <laughs> dude uh speaking of mass communication <sighs> like time in between you know instances or time in between people seeing you do you think that's ruining, mm-hmm. like, social media is ruining actors in that way? Like, because you kind of know who they are and, like, you see them on film, you're like, they're not a great actor because I've seen them do this or have this mannerism in their Instagram story. Like, I was thinking about Kristen Bell. She posts every day and she does all these movies and shit. And, like, we kind of know who she is now. Or is I that do. the one who just got a Hollywood star? I have no idea. She or is was that Kristen Dunn? Wait, who's Kristen Bell? Kristen Bell, she's married to Dax Shepard. She was the Veronica Mars lady. She was in, um, uh, fuck, uh, Sarah, forgetting Sarah Marshall. That was her. Hold on, the blonde girl. That. Short little blonde girl. Oh. Um, Kristen. Bell. Yeah, I like her. I like yeah. her. But, like, I feel like I know um, her too well now. So, like, on screen, it's hard to, you know, take her seriously as the character when, like, I know who she is. Do you think that will affect actors? Or right. It'll only help. Um, like it could go both ways, right? I like, feel like it, it'll be both. Yeah, it'll be both ways. Because in one way, it's like, dude, I know who you are, and I can tell you're really acting. Or it can be like, I know who you are, and I can tell you're not really acting. Yeah, it takes me out of the role that you've tried to create. Yeah. So it's yeah, all but I also do like the mysteriousness of like, <clears throat> I don't know, like, the less I see of you, the more I can believe. The next time I see you is a little bit different. Right. Whereas if I know where the baseline is, I know that I'm reaching when when you go to this character and you're reaching when you go to this character. Whereas, like, if I just see fucking, like, I don't know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Hancock, fucking Aladdin, it's like, holy fuck, who the fuck is this guy? But, like, if I know who Will Smith is, it's like, oh, okay, like, I don't know. I yeah. feel like it changes a little bit of it. Like, just Leonardo, yeah, he does. Leonardo DiCaprio, he has an Instagram. But I bet he doesn't post, like, every second of his day. Like, it's just for... Right. For promotion. But I feel like that's shit. why those actors back in the day are, like, a little bit more, like, got a little bit more pop factor. Because it's yeah. like, damn, he did this, 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 and this. Whereas, like, now it's like, yeah, he's The Rock, but, like, that's just what he does. Like, yeah. he's The Rock. We see how crazy he is because he posts like, his fucking 4 a.m. workouts. And, like, you know there's a lot behind that. Whereas before it was, like... Yeah, it all it runs mystical, together. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, this person is beyond human because I don't know the work they put in. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, when Heath Ledger 
fucking died from overdosing while he was playing the Joker. It's like, damn, that's a fucking crazy moment. If you were watching his Instagram, you could tell he was getting weird, like he was acting sick. It wouldn't have been as it wouldn't have been as like, wow, he's really an artist. It would have been like, yeah, he needed help. <laughs> no one helped him. No one reached out. We would have. Uh... <laughs> they just thought he was really good. <laughs> he was going for an academy that year. <laughs> Wonder if that's a huge problem in Hollywood. Oh, that balance between like being a good friend and like <laughs> being a hater. <laughs> what do you mean? Like people trying to find their vice of like, yeah, I do coke, but like it inspires me, man. And then your friend being like, Yeah, but you do a lot of coke, bro. <laughs> and you're not very good at acting. <laughs> yeah, man, you have a family and you haven't seen them in weeks, bro. Yeah. You're just hating, man. I'm just trying to live yeah. my life. <laughs> You never wanted me to make it anyway, man. It actually sounds like a real cokehead, though. So, probably goes on every day. Every day of our lives. But I feel like that's like a. I don't know. I just thought of it when he when I thought about the Heath Ledger thing. Like, uh, when is it you, and when is it just the drugs? You know, like if you do have a vice, is it the vice or no? Call it a muse. I'm exp- if you have a muse. Is it you or is it the muse? It, it's hard. Like it's. I don't think you're asking the right question, because him specifically, he died of an accidental drug overdose of like a drug interaction. Like he, I don't think he was like a druggie. Um, but like as far as the muse, it's like getting to the muse. Like what helps you get to it? And some people think they need like jazz players think they need heroin to get to find the muse to play on stage, but it doesn't like. It's not like you just take drugs and like you automatically get there it just it's a tool they use to get there it might be harder Mm -hmm. to get there without it but you don't need it you don't need it you think uh so if you really if you really were real you wouldn't need it it's not even saying that it's just you you don't realize that you don't need it like you could have gotten there without it it's not a real thing. I don't think it's a real thing because you do have that inside of you if you can take the drug and get there. Like, not not everyone can just do heroin and play a fucking, a perfect saxophone riff off the cuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So, like, you're real in that way, but you don't need to. Yeah, the talent's in there regardless of what it takes to get it out. Yeah. So, mm. hmm. I've been like, there's like kids around me that I work with and then like they smoke during the day and like I wanted to be like the dad and be like, just wait till the end of the day. It'll feel so much better. But like you can't really say that or do <laughs> that, you know? I'd be like, all right, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> it's back over here. <laughs> Bro, they just like rip vape pens all day and you just want to tell them. And yeah, but I feel like that's, yeah, but that's like telling us in high school, like, hey, don't smoke during lunch. And then giving us a cart where you can like smoke literally whenever you want. <laughs> like, hey, be responsible with this. But if like a like a a teacher's intern or something, like someone that we looked up to or like someone who was like cool told us like, dude, like I smoke too. But, like if you just wait, it'll be way better and you get your shit done and you'll be better at the shit. I'd be like, dude, that guy's a little less cool than I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's weird. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was cool, but then he started kind of like, thought he was like my an dad. idol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy's weird. He just ruined it all with one like yeah. <laughs> one constructive life life advice. Yeah, 
kids are weird like they're kind of fickle like that like you could just turn yeah off that's kid. the problem with being a kid like you have to go through it like you were talking about last week like you can't you there no kid is self-aware enough you can't be mm-hmm. self-aware enough as a child you only have to look back and see how unself-aware you were but also saying that like we've all had that one moment where we thought like i don't want to do this anymore because i see where it's going to go so if someone like and and it's happened with just people telling me like you know give me an example and like seeing or like like i didn't necessarily have to go through it like i've changed behaviors just from a talk you know like someone was concerned enough to talk to me and i took that to heart yeah that's so. true um yeah, I guess it is that kind of middle ground of, like, you need people to talk to you, but you also, like, there's no way to know for sure. Yeah, people shouldn't harp on it, but if you know someone is that willing to talk to you and, like, that concerned, you can see it. And sometimes it's phony, but you see that, too. And that's why you call the guy a fag. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just want to sound like a fucking... guys walking out there. Yeah. Just wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> like you wanted to make Instead me an Instagram. Homosexuals. You wanted to make me an Instagram post later with like a long caption. Like I talked to this kid. Now he's changing his life. Like you fucking. Yeah. Fucking he's probably like milking this video. He just fucking ruined it. All right. <laughs> now I'm gonna edit all around that and. <laughs> oh my. God. All right, back off, fag. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I gotta fucking edit that out now and. Yeah, like, I have a little brother right now, and, like, I know he doesn't think I'm cool, but I know whenever I say things sometimes, like, it kind of gets through. You just, you, you have to balance like, No, You can't it just always harp on that. No, sometimes it does. You don't think I so? I feel like it's a phase where, he, like, right now he just could give a fuck less. Oh, no. But on the back half, he's going to, like, see, like, oh, okay. Okay, the sun was just in my eyes when I was coming around this side of the mountain. Now that I'm on this side of the mountain, I see what he means. Yeah. But there is that, like, he's in a blind spot. It's coming up over that hill. Yeah. Do you ever, Yeah, like, now he's like, I'm going to do it way better than he did. Like, he didn't even know what the fuck he was doing. Like, he tells me, he tells me all the time, like, I feel confident in what I'm doing. Right. I would rather that. me to be careful. I would rather that. I'd rather him see me fuck up and not want to do that and teach that way than, like, preach. But I don't know. Who am I? Who am I? Who are we? What is this? Why are we? What? <laughs> what is this what is that who am i <laughs> yeah. do you well, know when's the last say? time you you talked to your dad serious about anything like and he was preachy do you remember uh, like a month ago really <laughs> that's good yeah. though he's still in there it wasn't it wasn't fun but what was it yeah, about? about a month ago he tried uh just family and just staying in touch and hmm. family coming first and I don't know. It was, it was when we were moving my grandma on with him. So it got to that point. Oh. Damn. Did you not want to help or something? Yeah. Is that what he was saying? Or were like, what was the, no, he was just like, like were you fucking like up his, his mom is getting sick. Hmm. So like, he's just getting to that point where it's like family is about to pass away. Oh. And how important family is, and I don't know, I'm just getting very sentimental about it. Was he like, 
this is going to be me in your house one day, so take notes. Like, um, No, more of just like one day, like just like my mom's not going to be here, like me and your mom aren't going to be here, and you just need to cherish the moments that we are, have it together, and remember who was always there for you, and just, I don't know. That's good, though. That's real. Being very and you remember about it. it. What? Yeah, I remember. Right. Being very morbid about it. Yeah. Well, he's a dude, too. And he's, like, a getting older dude, so he's thinking about death a lot more. Fuck, man. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's this one thing I've noticed. And, like, I feel like he's getting very much more mortal about things. In what way? Or he seems much more, like, I don't know, less invincible dad-ish than he used to. If that's a thing that you can say. Like, when you're young, like, your dad's going to live forever. Like, I don't know, like, my parents are going to live forever. I'm young. They're young. It is what it is. But now that I'm getting older, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I can see that you are, like, planning for retirement and those next steps and things like that. Like, there's a downfall that is imminent that you know about. And now I know about it. When right. I thought you were invincible my whole life. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Is he like opening up? Like, yeah. Would you say like you're like he is getting more or less stoic, or is that not? Um, he's a like kind of opening up, but I feel like he's kind of getting more frustrated too. Ooh. Just in like the the limitingness of it. Uh, uh-uh, I don't know what you mean. Well, like right now, like my grandma is going through like dementia and stuff like that so that's already frustrating so i guess on top of that and just him getting older it's just that's how he's dealing with it yeah it's so weird though because i feel like you would take it a whole different way i don't know i feel like i do but it's because i see him taking it a certain way Mm. and then my like he takes it a certain way and my mom takes it like a different way but that's also because it's like what she does for a living and then I try to take it in the most positive way I can. Yeah, but it goes back to the thing of, like, not saying how to act and just, like, you pulling, like, my little brother wanted to do the opposite of me. Like, you want to do the opposite of your dad. So that could be beneficial. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. got to see like, some example like, to at least know, you know, huh? something. Oh, man. Well, how do we make this funny? Did your dad fart while he was talking to you? <laughs> Nah, not a big farter. (laughs) (laughs) Big dick joke guy, maybe? Yeah? No? Uh, no, no. Uh, What's like the raunchiest thing about your dad where you learned and you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't know he was like that much of a, I don't know, like a degenerator. Like, I didn't, like, that's his chink in his um, arm. Like, he likes granny porn or something. Is there anything? (laughs) (laughs) No, but he, he does like a good race joke. Really? Yeah. Like, is it in the way I that, like... I think it's just from all the racial tension that he grew up with that, like, I don't know. Do you have one he's that you know very, he uh, No, not in particular, but, like, mm-hmm. he's just... I don't know. He's very... I don't know how to describe it. Like, very... Uh, if you lean into it in a good way, like, he very much appreciates a good race joke. 
Like I could say a but race it can't joke. Be like, malicious, obviously. You can't like be if you said if you said a, a race joke that was good, like it was like thoughtful or like had a, a misdirection or like a something to it, like he'd think it was hilarious. Like it wouldn't just stop the like, phone. It's just no. It'd be like, okay, this guy's fucking funny. Like uh, he can see past at least some of the the bullshit of it to for it to be a funny thing. I feel like that'd be like one of those quirk things about it. Yeah, I feel like like a lot of older black people are kind of like that. Like they want that. Like you know, like not shy away from it or act like totally innocent as a white guy. I mean, they're just very they're very aware of it. So like, I feel like they appreciate it being acknowledged. Like they're aware of it. Yeah. Like if we'd walk into like a restaurant, like we'd walk into uh, La Napolera and like. There'd be black people cooking. You'd be like, "Why the fuck are there black people cooking at a Mexican restaurant?" And just like, just like the, like it's not inherently anything different about it. But like he's definitely like gets what's going on. Yeah, I'm kind of like getting tired of it though. Like just all the humor. Like I feel like a lot of Dave Chappelle, a lot of his stand-up is just like, "This is how black people are. This is how white people are." Like it's just, it's not evolving the way I thought it would. You know, like. I get that we have to talk about race, but it's just when, like when, like when can we take a break? <laughs> like when is it not going to be a thing? But I guess if you're dealing with it every day, uh, it can't just not be a thing to you because like that's what you see every day. But sometimes it just. I feel like that's thing. like the. I don't know. It's a privilege point like of view. I feel like it'd be different if you were like a. I guess, but I feel like it'd be different if you were, like, a UK comedian or, like, a comedian from Australia who doesn't really have that, like, underlying national tension, you know? Like, what your your basis for humor without the underlying racism is. Like, do race jokes hit as hard when you take them overseas? Or is it just, like, that's an American thing? It's definitely an American thing. Definitely. That's kind of what I mean. Like, a lot of American comedy is about that. And I hear, like, I listen to, like, a lot of international guests on podcasts, and they just talk about how overhyped and overblown it is. But they also don't have the same history that we do. And in some places, it's still going on. They don't want to talk about it. Like, like, racism is still, like, a thing. You know, like, with, like, soccer yeah. fans and just, like, how people, like, immigrants are treated. You know, immigrants to Europe, like, darker-skinned immigrants and Muslim immigrants. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, different. It's like different, man. I don't know. I feel like it's still it's funny's funny though, like you were saying. Like funny I don't know. Maybe <clears throat> I feel like that's part of why I like Dave Chappelle a little bit. It's like pushing that boundary of like there's some things that inherently aren't funny that are still funny. Like I don't know. I feel like that's what makes it even more funny when it does land. Like the all the the, the, the LGBT like bit like inherently so it's not supposed to be funny. But like it is funny cuz he made it something that is funny. But like it's not something you should joke about. Like something I don't know, at least the the taboo of it. But I feel like no, no, that's no. what makes it gold. This is what it made a genius and he kind of like spoke on his own genius. Um they were talking about normalizing people. And they said, you normalized some kind of behavior because you made jokes about it. Why don't you ever say you normalized LGBTQI people because you make jokes about us? So, like, it, like 
people will say punching up or punching down like you should only punch up to make something funny but like if you say you're punching down that I, that inherently instills a belief that you think people are below you and that's demeaning in its own self like if you can't joke about someone because you think they can't take it like that's just as demeaning as being a dick to them you know in society yeah you know so uh yeah. i feel like it's some of that and some of like I don't know, just in bad taste. But even yeah. in bad taste can be, I don't know, can be funny. Yeah, if the notion is, like, this is in bad taste and it's tongue-in-cheek and, like, I know it, I'm saying this just to get a reaction, you know I mean, that could be funny. But if you're saying it and you and right. people think you really believe that, then it's not going to be funny because they, like, they see the anger and, you know, the, the they can read it. So. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I mean, yeah, that's been... why, like the like his last special about like the superhero had to like to to rape people to hit his superpowers, or like Ooh. the the LGBT bit that he has in this one, like things you shouldn't joke about, but all all the more funny that he does. Yeah. 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 Okay, when I Zach's waking up. Right around the the fifty nine minute mark. <laughs> yeah, our mark. Yeah, I feel like we're about there. This this podcast. You know what? I always say this, but like whenever I listen to it, it's not as bad as I think it is. I think it's just the anxiety it never in the is moment. As bad as you think it is. What? <laughs> what? It's never as bad as you I think know. it is. Like during the podcast, I'm like cringing and like trying to fill time and like worry. But when I listen back, like it's fine. Like it just it flows and it's whatever. And I forget that every time. Like. Six days go by and I forget it. <laughs> Six more days and it's like, what the fuck was that feeling? Oh my god, it's not yeah. working. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. It's but, dumb. Uh, yeah, we're we're at that point. Um, I am excited. I think I think the the podcast is about to take a turn. I feel like we got some constructive criticism from your side. We got some. Can, I wouldn't say criticism, but construction from my side. Some feedback, some things you can work on. I feel like we're about to go to halftime, make the make those Bobby Bowden adjustments, those Nick Saban adjustments, and uh, come out. Sh- oh fuck! Speaking of that, we fucking suck, dude. And then and then FSU? come out strong. Yeah, we fucking sucked. Dude. Oh, man. I didn't watch the game because I thought, hey, we're gonna, they're gonna win. It'll be fine. I think it was like twenty-one to three. After the first quarter, and I just didn't yeah, watch dude. it. We just had a bunch of big plays and no offense, and then all of a sudden we had to like produce offense, and we suck. Yep. Well, it's tough. It's a rebuilding year. I'm glad we didn't talk about it. It's like last year. <laughs> That's the great thing about college football. Yeah, you don't have time. <laughs> yeah, the great thing too is you didn't pay these fucks, so. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the next <laughs> If Willie Tiger starts taking shit. Great thing about college football is we're not paying these shitheads <laughs> to not run plays. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for we're all dummies who haven't graduated yet. <laughs> all these people complaining that they don't pay the players. Like, they don't take money away either. You know, they don't take fucking meals away because you didn't win. You know? So. <laughs> I'm waiting for a coach to snap in the media. <laughs> What do you want me to do? All right, it's a D1 program. We're not we're not stealing food from anybody's mouth. You know what I mean? We're not taking food off anybody's table. We're just trying to play football. 
<sighs> Guys, this has been episode 138 of the Relatables Podcast. I'm your host, Zach. I'm your host, Dean. Dean, what would you like them to do throughout the week? I would like them to, to keep liking, to, to keep subscribing, to keep sharing. Oh. Also, keep shopping through the, through the site, through the Amazon link. Oh, yeah. And as always, stay relatable. Stay relatable. And as always... Relatable. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Signals to my brain 